0: everyone welcome to another episode of random fit i am wendy batts and i am here with my friend colleague and co-host mr ken miller ken how are you
1: i'm great wendy you're looking good dapper as always
0: oh why thanks you know yes. i love this hour just because you know you you make me feel so good for a whole hour <laughs> <laughs> plus we get to talk about all kinds of topics that i thoroughly enjoy with today being about the foot and ankle complex and i know this Topic came up from a couple of emails that we received, as well as I think a, one of your clients, Ken, was asking a little mm-hmm. bit about the foot and ankle, and we're like, you know what? What better topic than this yeah. today? So, so yeah. yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the foot <laughs> and ankle? Besides, we walk on it and we use it you walk pretty on much it, daily. All,
1: yeah, every <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna use that foot and ankle. So, the thing about it is when you know, and again, we 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 did another segment on another body part. But uh, is when I brought it up to my client, and we're talking about their goals, and they're like, is that why, you know, and then the conversation goes down a little rabbit hole when it comes to all the things that let's say something like a simple ankle sprain can lead to for the rest of the body. So um, I just remember, um, you know, when I was in high school, the when it comes to the foot and ankle, that was one of those things where I kept spraining it. Like I'd play basketball, then I'd sprain it. It turned nice, pretty blue and purple colors. And then, as soon as it healed up again, I'd play basketball again. Not that I was good or anything. And then, next thing you know, I sprained it again. And this was a cycle. And this is basically why, you know, I I I, I don't I don't play basketball. I didn't play it competitively. Recreationally, yes, but that's why I migrated towards wrestling because there's not a whole lot of change of direction. But when we're talking about the foot and ankle, it made so much sense once I started learning about, you know, how injuries come to happen and why people repeat, repeat the same injury. So with the foot and ankle, here's the thing. The foot is such a dynamic piece of anatomy when you have all the bones and tendons and ligaments that cross the foot itself, but also up into the lower leg or up into the calf area. So. That's just a reflection of what it does when you're walking, because when you walk and you get that heel strike, right, where just like right in front of the the front part of the heel, that hits the ground, your foot rolls, not rolls out, but you, as you go through your stance phase, and that's when your foot is rolling from heel to toe, its job as far as absorbing that impact on the ground to where now. Your body is swinging over it. You're going through what they call a stance phase. That's when you're going from your heel and stepping onto more of the ball of your foot and onto the toe. The role changes from you know accommodating the ground that's under it because it has the mold to the surface below it into this firm platform for from where you're going to push off and drive into that next step. So because the foot has such a dynamic role, when it, and that's a very simplified explanation of what the foot does, Wendy. So it changes roles. And because it does so much, it, you're asking a lot of it. But here's the thing. You have a small foot, small ankle, and then you have a big calf, right? And then you have a bigger hip above it, and then you have a bigger torso above it. So you're asking that foot and ankle to do a lot, which the slightest bit of, I guess, you know weakness or lack of mobility can show itself really quick you know that weakness the soon the you know the sooner you ask a high demand activity like change of direction that's when you're putting yourself at risk for injury and that's again training through injury is what we're going to talk about today so just because we've sprained an ankle have some kind of foot issue like plantar fasciitis uh which comes up um you know it happens so often, but a lot of people stop their workouts because of it. But it comes up so frequently. What are we supposed to do, right? Just stop working out altogether? Don't do legs.
0: <laughs> well, two things. Biggest comment is if you kept re-spraining and spraining your ankle during basketball, probably a good thing that you shut it down yeah. or that maybe you re-listen back to this podcast because um, obviously there was something that went majorly wrong. Um, right. But you know, when you think about one of the best, you know, um, predictors of future injuries is past injuries. And I think that's, that's really important to think about. So if you know that you are prone to high sprains or you've rolled your ankle and, you know, I mean, unfortunately I've done that off of a curb. I can't say I was doing anything that was even high performance, like playing a game. I literally did it off of a curb um, because I was in a hurry, wasn't paying attention, didn't Mm -hmm. have my foot in the proper place and just rolled it. And um, it was super painful. But, you know, I think one of the things we when we talk about ankles and I know even dealing with professional athletes, one of the major things that you can do is, first of all, do an assessment or try to see if somebody can do an assessment and see when you squat down without your shoes on, what do your feet do? Because I think a big thing is, is if you notice that your arches like you have arches when you're looking at your foot just looking at it and it's not in contact with the ground. So if your legs are crossed or whatever, but then as soon as you stand up, all of, a, all of a sudden you have flat feet. That is a huge indicator that you've got a lot of weak muscles in the arch of your foot, which will lead to other injuries up the entire body long-term because of that, like those small muscles in your feet. And so like doing things like, a, a, you know, crunching a towel with your toes, you know, like trying to, you know, trying to get some strength back into, into just those muscles that make your arch or, or the big one can balance training that no one likes to do, that it's one of those overrated things, which in my, my true feelings about that is it's very underutilized because people think it's a waste of time. When in all reality, it can like help you prevent injuries. It can help you when you get older. There's so many positives when you think about balance training. But you need to see, do you have the arch? Does it disappear? And that's a number one indicator of why people sometimes have that pain in the bottom of their feet that lead to the plantar fasciitis, which you talked about, along with another plethora of injuries or discomfort that you have in that lower region.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that there, there's about they estimate about two million ankle sprains a year. Right. It's that's it's it. Of the, it. That's all. That's <laughs> no. it's only two million. Uh, now, I don't know if that's like two million different people or if it's the same person that's spraining the right ankle once or twice or the right and the left ankle, right? So, I mean, you could technically chalk me up for a couple of those uh, every once in a while. But uh, to your point, Wendy, it's, it's, it, it is one of those things where, you know, when I get a high school kid or even a junior high kid and I'm going over their health and medical history and we're talking about, okay what's wrong? And of course, they're going to bring up things like, yeah, I I hurt my hip or my shoulder. They think of the major stuff, but one of the things that goes underreported or they kind of, they look at it like, oh, this is an everyday thing. Um, Ankle sprains is one of those things so that when I ask them specifically about ankle sprains, you know, or ankle issues, you know, I, I don't want to just keep them honed in on one, one, one specific injury, but that's one of those that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's right. I I sprained my ankle last week. I was like, you forgot about something that you just did last week. Um, But that's how commonplace it is. It's like they don't chalk it up as an injury, but more or less just an occurrence that's just, you know, to be expected. So again, you're here listening to random fit and we are talking about training through injury regarding the foot and the ankle. So, and I know you've got a million of those uh, <laughs> examples, Wendy. But especially, and a lot of people don't realize too that you know when you when you're playing soccer, uh, soccer, soccer, right? Or f- American football. When you when you're in a position where you are in a really secured situation, like so. What but I mean by that is like you have you're wearing cleats. It's a hard sole shoe. You're wearing uh, basketball shoes, which if you've got the higher supports. Um, you're not giving the foot and ankle a whole lot of uh, ability to move. So you're actually kind of casting it and especially if you're one of those that get your ankle, foot and ankle taped up, you're not allowing the the foot and ankle to express itself, but I, I understand it's a way to prevent the injury, but in trying to prevent the injury, you're not giving, you're not doing your foot and ankle any favors as far as giving it the pat the capacity.
0: That's exactly right. And when we talk about, you know, when you say express yourself, of course, what comes to mind is the Madonna song, Express Yourself, which is probably super not appropriate right now. However, you know, you make some really good points, Ken. And I think, you know, what we keep talking about, we want the angle to move. And unfortunately, it's one of those joints that gets super, over, like the muscles around that joint gets super overactive and then limit its ability to move into what we call dorsiflexion and plantar flexion, which is like pointing, you know, your or flexing your foot, pointing your foot. If you don't have approximately 20 degrees, which who knows if you do without having, you know, having some measurement tools such as a goniometer to figure that out, then what you end up doing if you want to just see for yourself is, you know what, put one foot straight ahead up against a wall and then move it two inches back and then try to bend your knee and see if your knee can touch the wall. If it it can't without, you know, your foot turning out or you having to lean or your heel coming off the ground, then you're probably super overactive in those muscles that allow that joint to move freely. Like Ken was saying, expressing the joint or moving it the way that it was supposed to move. And so, you know, you're going to think that, Without that ideal range of motion, that's when we start to have these ankle sprain injuries that, that, that happen either, you know, contact, non-contact, something happens where, you know, we end up having that particular injury and it reoccurs over and over, like we discussed. Or when we talked about that plantar fasciitis, when you're thinking about that, that's just basically an inflammation, um, an irritated plantar fascia, which is basically the tissue that's underneath the foot that can be very painful. And most people notice that when you wake up in the morning, when they first, first put their foot down, all of a sudden um, they feel like this shooting pain in the bottom of their foot. And, you know, it can just be from prolonged standing. It can be just because, like I said, when the arches fall, it's a lot of stress that's on those, you know, the little muscles that make up the arch. And so we've got to start thinking that, okay, we really want to get the foot back into its optimal alignment. We want to be able to strengthen the muscles. We want to work on the arch. We want to make sure that we're moving because without that, like the decreased plantar flexor and the um, Achilles tendon, you know, if we don't have that moving correctly, it can affect everything else, which I mentioned earlier. So think about this. If you are lacking the motion and you're having some issues at the foot and ankle, it can actually affect what's happening at the hip, because a lot of times it will decrease the activation of, of the small muscles that stabilize the hip, as well as your glutes. And we've always talked about, you know, trying to get those glutes to start to fire and do what it's supposed to do, because, you know, they're There's one thing that we want to do is we want to try to realign our bodies back. So therefore, we don't have these injuries and we don't have these pain and discomfort. So, you know, um, obviously, if we hear the word itis, someone's got tendonitis, they've got some kind of itis, that's inflammation. Those are issues in specific areas that um, are just really unhappy. And so maybe you need to take some time off. But if you've had these issues and then now you're trying to, you know, work through them and you know that it's safe and you've had like, you know, a a medical advisor tell you like, listen, you're okay to start working, but you need to strengthen your foot and ankle. You know, we are going to talk to you about what you can do for that, but, but you have to then be aware of the common compensations. So look at your foot, try that knee thing against the wall. If your knee touches the wall, then usually that means the weakness There's weakness of the muscles that surround the joint. It's not really overactivity of a muscle that's putting it out of its joint. It's underactivity that's allowing that compensation to occur. So at that point, we would really focus in a lot on the strengthening of that joint. Um, But you also want to think that if you can't, it's being restricted. And so you want to do things like, you know, doing a foam rolling type um, activity, maybe on the outer calf um, or the calf complex itself. Or even on the side of like, your not the knee joint, but like there's a small muscle called the the short head of the bicep femoris. Maybe you want to spend some time rolling or using one of those uh, percussion devices to see if you can try to, um, you know, try to relax that one area that may be restricting that, but then you're going to have to do like the complete opposite. And you're going to have to strengthen those muscles that allow that, that, um, that compensation to occur. And so maybe some examples of that would be turning your toes in slightly, keeping your hips straight, but then coming up onto, you know, your big toe and really trying to focus in on strengthening the the inside of your calves, really going back and thinking about strengthening your glutes because like I said, sometimes, you know, when you don't have really good, um, you know, uh, motion in that ankle, it can decrease activation in the, in the small muscles of your hips and, and as well as the glutes. So doing bridges, doing lateral tube walks, I mean, those types of things can, I know that, that you can go on and on about this, but I would think when people talk about plantar fasciitis, the first thing they want to do is really stretch out the, the, the tissue underneath the arches of your feet. When in all reality, that can actually increase some of the soreness and pain and discomfort when you want to think about, okay, why is it so painful? And it's usually because things aren't firing correctly, allowing for proper movement, especially if it's got to hold your, your body weight. So those of you guys that are just joining us, we're talking about training through injury with the foot and ankle. I'm Wendy Batts. I'm here with Ken. And Ken, I don't know if you want to jump in and kind of talk, you know, I mean, again, I was trying to cover some of that plantar fasciitis and it's so hard Mm -hmm. to really identify what that is other than there's pain in the bottom of my foot um, and talk, you know, obviously going through some things on a corrective standpoint, what we can do for that. But, you know, maybe if you want to kind of take us through the the Achilles tendinopathy, that's also something you hear very often. Yeah. Like, you know, first of all, what is it? (laughs) Yeah. I guess to put it
1: simply, you know, when we talk about Achilles tendinopathy or what, you know, what, what used to be called primarily Achilles tendonitis, just you know inflammation of, you know, irritation of the Achilles tendon. So just to talk a little bit about anatomy and why we go into, uh, why we can go into the calf. And as you mentioned, Wendy, the the short head of the biceps femoris is that there is some tightness, there's some overactivity or, or mobility um restrictions in the in the ankle complex and what contributes to that is having a calf that doesn't like to extend or or get length and 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 when the calf is quote unquote tight the ankle doesn't move well right and so if you're just trying to stretch and stretch and then think with every step uh with every step you take every move you make i'll be watching you so
0: when, I just so you and that and I just talked about Madonna and expressing yourself. I mean, apparently, you know, we're, we're baby quite a song team. reference
1: is strong today.
0: Strong. All right. so,
1: so even if you know, and here's the thing, you know, sometimes it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Right. But a lot of times it's it's the areas above it that can be the yeah, I guess the the. the 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 criminals in this case so if the calf is tight or restricted in movement then that's going to affect how the not just the ankle but also the foot moves so because now the calf you know connects to the to the heel bone via the Achilles tendon and if the calf is tight therefore there's going to be a little restriction and you're going to ask the Achilles tendon to do a lot of work when it comes to trying to fit the bill when it comes to the extension that you're trying to get or the dorsiflexion that you're trying to get from the ankle. So you're asking a lot of of an area that's only able to give a little. And that can over time put a lot of stress on that area. So it could be, you know, you're immobile, like what we talked about, you're in you're in a fixed soled shoe. So your foot doesn't have a lot of opportunity to move. And you talked about, you know, the foot arch collapsing. So you also have to talk about the foot arch coming up so you're talking about the basic movement of pronation and supination. so if the foot can't do that then you're gonna the foot's gonna turn out or you're gonna be limited in your motion which is gonna just put a lot of stress on the soft tissues of the foot and that's what's gonna lead to the irritation which you're when you're asking the foot and ankle to do more than what it's capable of doing and the achilles is just one of the areas that's subject to that especially if you're running if you're running up hills um, hiking like i just talk, i had just had a session this morning and they' were telling man my ankles are really tight well tell me what you did well i went on a three mile hike through the woods and now my foot and ankle are bothering me what's well did you warm up did you did you do any movement prep did you did you get your it? <laughs> like no it's just a hike well well guess what yeah. when you're climbing you're asking that foot and ankle to do a lot
0: and, and that kind of brings up a good point, too, because one joint that often when we think about the foot and ankle, we're just thinking about the foot and the ankle. But one of to me and especially in, in my profession of, of the people that I work with the most, one of the most important joints is your big toe. And if you don't have proper range of motion of your big toe, which is going to propel you forward, then it also, you know, causes breakdown in the foot, you know, in the arches, as well as, you know, all the way up through the foot and ankle and everywhere else. And so, you know, these are little things that we take for granted that sometimes we kind of want to make sure that we tell you guys like, Hey, you know, stretch out your toes, stretch out your feet, really focus on strengthening, you know, the, uh, the muscles of your foot and ankle, like I said, with balance, but. It's not just about balance i don't care if you can stand on a foot because anybody can stand on a foot it's can you stand on a foot and try to hold up your arches and for those of you guys that have weak arches of your feet you know and you notice that your foot falls your the arches fall one of the first questions i hear is well if it's already weak and it's going to fall how do you want i can't just hold it up and that's really a good point what you'll have to do is actually kind of dig that big toe in and make an arch And if you start to feel that burning sensation on the bottom of your feet, that's actually good because it's an indication that you're actually working muscles. And, you know, when I go and work out, I try to lift heavy and if my quads are burning to where I almost want to throw up, I'm like, oh, fantastic, I did something well. However, if somebody feels that same burning sensation on the bottom of their foot, they think that like something is way wrong. And so just, just know that, you know, you need to start to focus and work on the weak muscles that are causing some of these compensations or you're going to continue to have these, these pains and aches and, and issues long-term.
1: Right. And I think the other, the other side of that coin, Wendy, is that if we're talking about the foot and supporting it through a, a stronger foot, uh foot with, through stronger, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> through I don't even know what you're foot, saying. But <laughs> <foot> arch control. <laughs> <There we are. laughs> that's what happens when you stri- try to string two syllable words together. Um, but the the hip has a lot to do with that as well so don't be surprised for those of you that are going to try to do some balance exercises that when you are standing on that single leg for for uh, 30 to 45 seconds while you do a single leg balance exercise or even just standing on your one leg while you're trying to do some upper body work even that don't be surprised if you start to feel a little you know, little activation, maybe even Mm -hmm. a little burning through your hip as well. And that just shows you that your foot and ankle are closely related to the hip, right? So you have to kind of start to put these pieces together. I know we're talking about foot and ankle right now, but if the foot and ankle isn't working well, there's a strong chance the hip isn't working well as well, as well. Um, So you have to look at, you know, strengthening both Mm -hmm. because when you have a glute complex that's weak that's going to make it harder for the foot to do its job so you kind of have to address a couple things and by us just talking about the foot and ankle and just strengthening the foot and ankle we're only covering just part of the big picture when it comes to you know making yourself more injury proof or more resilient when it comes to physical activity and addressing or staving off excess stress whether it's Achilles tendinopathy, uh, plantar fasciitis, or even the more common ankle sprain.
0: Well, and I know this is a big complaint, Ken, and I know like that I hear from my clients, and so I, you know, because you you're you're using your words so gracefully today. Um, I, I've had <laughs> clients come to me, and they they get chin splints. Very common. Very common chin, chin splints. You know, and I, you know, usually they're walking uphill, they're doing stuff, their feet are turning out, you know, they didn't do a proper warmup. So if you've got somebody that comes in, you know, and starts with this complaint, what what is it that you say to your clients most often? And how do you work through that?
1: Well, it's, it's, uh, again, a couple things that go into that one, we already talked about the calf, mm-hmm. and you talked about foam rolling, and doing some static stretching to get more extensibility through the back of the leg. Now, the, the next step that has to follow that is strengthening those muscles in the front of the leg, right? So your shin, your anterior tibialis mainly is the muscle that's responsible for getting the toe up. And it's when you have, let's say, when you're when you're looking at somebody totally, you know, what does their overhead squat assessment, movement assessment tell them, right? Are their feet turning out? Are their knees coming in? Like you mentioned, Wendy. Uh, the foot arch collapsing but as this person also has an you know leaning too far forward and there then there's a lot of stress coming into that lower leg so when that foot and ankle are tight through the backside, that oftentimes means that you're weak on the front side so strengthening winds up being a big part of that and i and i have clients as, as you do wendy that if we don't get that strengthening part of the uh, you know doing their corrective exercise their ankle feels better just by the flexibility alone, but it doesn't feel as good as when they do the strengthening part on top right. of that.
0: I agree, and you know, one of the the biggest indicators, and in people are like, "Well, what do I do to work through all this?" Well, first of all, we've got to identify what this is, and you know, what's causing it. And to your point, Ken, you know, having some kind of evaluation, or even just doing that self eval, look at your your arches that they fall, do balance exercises. If you notice. That when you, you know, when you squat down that um, your feet are slightly turning out, do what Ken just said, foam roll your calves, really focus on, you know, um, activating the inside of your calf complex. If you start to feel that you've got, again, the, the, um, shin splints, you know, focus on strengthening your, or, uh, lengthening your calves and strengthening the front of your, your shin by just doing things like a banded toe up, meaning that you put a band around the, the, the um the front of your foot. And then you just with your leg extended, just bringing your toes straight up towards your shin, you know, doing that slow and controlled movements, like you said, on a corrective standpoint can really help all of the, the, um, all of these things that you're feeling. And so, um, you know, I could talk about this for days and I know you could too, but hopefully we've kind of given you a little, little few nuggets to think about that if you are struggling within the foot and ankle complex, what can you do to try to help fix it, roll it, strengthen it, and don't forget to work the, the big house. Work the glutes. All about the butt. You know, talk, I'm always coming back to the tush. I don't know. <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, you know, uh, session of Random Fit. Um, if you want to be a part of more and more of our podcasts, please like, subscribe, join us anywhere you download podcasts you know, please be sure to uh, subscribe. And we try to provide any kind of topics that you want to hear about. So feel free to contact us directly and we will be sure to get one on for you. But with that, I would like to say thanks for joining us. And until next time, be well.